Now we return you to the test card and some music. Welcome to the Pilot Take 54, a weekly podcast reviewing the pilot episodes of television shows, past and present. He is Jed Shepard. And that guy is Rob Jelly, the Jelly Man. Cheers, Jedster. Cheers, Cheers. Mr. Jelly. How are you? I'm good. Well, I'm very well. The sun is shining. (laughs) Yeah. It's a beautiful Tuesday evening. I've got a beer on the go. I'm with my good pal, Jed. And I'm drinking rosé out of a skull. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) On brand. Just... (laughs) Kind of like, it's not actually a skull, it wasn't it didn't belong to a person at any point. It's a no. it's a glass with a jar lid and a straw in it. It's got a straw in the skull because I'm classy like that. You are classy. <laughs> um I mean there's, there's sort of a circle of class, isn't there? It sort of goes from sort of bottom on well, it sort of eggs up all the way through to like the higher echelons of society, and then right at the top it's drinking rose out of a, out skull, of a glass skull with, with a, a straw. straw. Yeah. <laughs> and you've, you've reached pinnacle Thank society. You. Thank you. I appreciate it. If you guys out there drink rose from a skull, please let me know that I'm not the only one. Yeah. Take uh, a photo and tweet in, and <laughs> we'll give you the details to it at the end of the podcast, as always. That's true. How you been? I've been really good. I've been busy. I've been um, uh, making this past weekend. I just shot a music video for the Japanese girl band. Ah, no yes, this is the one you showed me the little draft of. Yeah, yeah, very, very cool. So, guys, if you're into good music and cool, funny videos, then check out No Cars. It's for um, a song called Casio, and uh, basically, they said to me, "Will you do? Will you direct a music video for us?" And I'm like, "Yeah, but only if you get my Uber score up." So we, we, we combined <laughs> that challenge with their request and ended up with a crazy music video, which will be, by the time, by the time you listen to this, it will be out. So check out No Cars Casio. Um, besides that, what have I been doing? Oh, um, actually, when this goes out, I will be in the middle of the sea on an desolate island. Right. Okay, I'm glad you said on an island because I'm thinking yeah. if you're stranded I'll come and rescue you. But well, it's a bit weird to know that you're going to be in... A- to be fair I, w- I, I will be stranded. Um, basically um, you, you're aware of the band called Ash? Nine album, nine yeah. million, not not nine albums sold, nine million albums sold. Yeah. Uh, I think 20 top 20 hits uh, which is pretty damn good for a British band. Yeah. Um, they asked me, they were like, Jed, we're going to go on an island for three days before the album comes out um, in the middle of the sea. Uh, nobody lives there. Uh, we don't know what we're going to do, but do you want to come with? And I'm like, yep, yeah, you, you had me at uh, Desolate Island. <laughs> um, so I'm going to be, this will be the last day when this goes out of me being on a desolate island with Ash doing, I don't know what, I'm going to bring a camera, so we'll figure that I out. I think you need to, mate. I think you need yeah. to. Um, but whatever happens, um, it'll be good. The crazy world of Jed Shepherd. Yeah, I could be dead. This could be the could be listening to the last episode of the Don't final say podcast. That. Yeah, I think we've got some good episodes next for not lined up for next week. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully. Um, plus, we haven't finished this quest to find the best one. Um, however, I think I might have found uh, finished the quest right. for the most important observation. Okay, I was going to ask you, what have you been up to? You've well, got some observations. Lots of, lots of different ones have been bounding around the last few weeks, and I'd like to try and sort of consider one a day. Okay. Um, I've got a really good one coming up in a couple of days, so by the time this goes out, it'll be a week back, but yeah. w- either way, I've got a really good one coming up, which involves paving stones. What? Well, you'll have to wait and see. <laughs> um, but the, the most important one, I think, was one I accidentally found halfway through saying a sentence out loud on the radio this morning. Yeah. I was talking about librarians. Okay. 
and how they are a dying breed and we need to look after them, protect them, because they are superior beings as well, right? They are, they are far more intellectual than any search engine can ever be. Well, they know a system that we all know... No, I, don't, I think they know it in a more detailed fashion, mate. I think they spend all day there. They should know where the books they are. kill vampires, as we've learned no, in Buffy. That's true. No, that's true. So they're a We're, supreme being. You said the magic word there, Buffy. We'll come back to that in about fifteen minutes. Okay. I've missed, I've missed a connection there, yeah, clearly in have. one of the week's yeah, shows. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. fine. So halfway through saying this, I was talking about language, talking about um, you know just at the font of all knowledge, that sort of root point of access to, to, to information. Yeah. And of course, you went to the dictionary. Of course, yeah. And then it dawned on me this. I'm not quite sure we need the word dictionary in the dictionary. <clears throat> if you need to look up the meaning of the word dictionary, then you don't know that you need a dictionary to look it up. That's true. Though... If, if you don't know what a dictionary means... You don't know you need the dictionary to look it up in the first place. So the word dictionary is an entirely redundant word in the word diction in the dictionary. I disagree. You what? How can you disagree? Okay. You can't disagree I'll, with that. It's I'll, fact. I'll, I'll, I'll explain. So you're trying to say that you, if you don't know the meaning of something, you can't use it. No, you can still use no, no, a dictionary. No. Spe- specifically, yeah. if you don't know the meaning of the word dictionary, if you right. don't know what a dictionary is, yeah. then you don't know you need it to look it up. What if you know there's a book with with all the words in it, and you don't know it's called dictionary? So then you don't know you need the dictionary. You don't look it up in the dictionary. You just start guessing which book. You might read a Harry Potter book. But what if you know there's a specific book over there with a red cover that if you look in it, it's got all the words in it. And well, then you, the word yeah, but, but you, yeah, you say that because I looked up the word dictionary in thesaurus. Yeah, and it's also called a word book. That's what. Which is fine. Yeah. But my, my point, my point is, is yeah. that. The dictionary gives you the definition of a word, the meaning of a word. So if you don't know what something means, you look it up in a dictionary. If you don't know what a dictionary means, so you don't know that's the book you need to look it up in. So that means should the book have the word book and it's, word in it and paper? I tell you what, I'll put it, on, I'll put it in terms you might understand. Right, it's okay. like Googling Google. It was destroys the universe, as we all know. You, you never do you press it. enter, and the world you, you never do hole it. If, have, if the world comes to an end all of a sudden, it's yeah. not Trump's fault. Someone's, Someone's Googled, Googled Google. Google, yeah. Idiots. Absolute idiots. Why would you do that? Actually, can I give a special mention to someone who does that? Who? <laughs> one of the girls I work with. You know when you know we open Chrome up? Which one? Huh? I'm name gonna, and I'm, shame. I'm going to name her in a second. Okay. I'm building the tension up. Because if she listens to this, she'll know it's her. Okay. And I wanted to feel really uncomfortable. Is it Victoria? For about, I wanted to feel really uncomfortable for about another minute or so. Before Victoria. I, while I build it up, right? Okay. So she will open Chrome. Yeah. Which, as we all know... It's just the Google search browser. You can just punch in anything you like in the top bar. You don't have to do the www. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. homebase.co.uk. Other yeah. DIY stores are available. <laughs> but you just type in whatever you want. So yeah, you go, yeah, yeah, you go yeah. what is the you know, square root of a million? You just type that into the bar and bang, Google searches and tells you the answer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She writes google.co.uk in the top bar. <laughs> <laughs> Comes up with obviously Google and then goes to the middle bar down the bottle. Yeah. Oh, it brings me so much joy. And now Victoria feels really uncomfortable. But like, if you, if you use Bing or all the other ones... The Can most, you Bing Bing? Well, the most searchable word on Bing is Google. <laughs> because really. no one wants to it's use Bing. Really. Who's using Bing out there? If you're using Bing, you just get off the internet. You're an idiot. <laughs> Anyone still asking Ask Jeeves? I don't understand that concept as well. If you want something found and you want to take an extra like two minutes to find it, Ask Jeeves. Yeah, but I don't understand. What is Ask Jeeves still about? Yeah. 
It used to be called... It used to be Ask Jeeves. It's now Ask, isn't it? It's now Ask.com. Yeah, it's now Ask. But, like, he should give you the answer in some kind of weird, like, Jeeves and Worcester way. Yeah, that's what I want. I don't want that. I want the answer. I don't want, like, some posh guy going, oh, well... Blah, 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 blah. No, that's what I want. I want no. a novel way of searching. I want someone telling me a really... I don't want the 44 million hits possible results. You want, I want one... I want one answer, and one answer only, to every question I ever ask. Like, in the, in, in the kind of, like, voice what time of is it? What time is it in Switzerland? Yeah, and you would know just, that. Yeah, and, and then and it, just, it doesn't give you a list of, like, timeanddate.com or anything else like that. It gives yeah. you, like, it just goes... The time is 15 minutes past seven. <laughs> Have a good day. <laughs> I just wanted to do that. I okay. just, I, I need Ask Jeeves to go back to being a posh butler. <laughs> I need that in my life. Anyway, I think that that is what people used to do before Google came around. They used to just look up the word dictionary in the dictionary. Yeah. Okay. I, I mean, I, I completely disagree. Um, I can't see how you can disagree with me. Yeah. It's, well, you've got your observations. I've got my education. Yeah. And that's, and that's my, my education for today as well. Well, that I'm wrong. No, I disagree with you. Yeah. <laughs> right, well, let's see if we agree with each other on the shows we've gone away to watch this week. <laughs> okay. Um, and there's a, there's a couple of things we need to mention about these shows in that um, I've watched more than I should have done this week. Which is almost my fault, because I kind of like led you to believe that. You did. Um. You did. So let's, let's start with your show this week. Which one did you want us to watch? Okay, my show this week uh, is the 90s absolute Stone Cold classic... Beverly Hills 90210. What an absolute smegging good theme song that is. It's awesome, isn't it? It's so good. It's typically 90s. It's basically the Baywatch theme song without the words um, and a little bit more... I don't know, a parody of itself. Yeah, less words, more sax. Yeah, more sax, loads of like electric guitar, some key changes, some octave uh, increases. Yeah. And it's just great. It's so 90s. Yeah, Unbelievably it, it screams 90s. 90s. And it screams, I think it screams 90s American high school. Yeah, and this was actually shown in, in the Baywatch slot as well. So it was like, right, we need to make this for the Baywatch audience. So let's let's give it some sax. California, yay. Need that sax appeal. Um... Yeah, so what is Beverly Hills 90210? Beverly Hills 90210 is a TV show about West Beverly High School. West Beverly Hills High School uh, with the postcode 90210. And what, I had no idea that was a post, uh, zip code um, back when this was on TV. No, absolutely no idea. Uh, when you think about it, it's quite a rubbish name. Yeah, well, they were originally like, they called it... It's like, you could... <laughs> what's the postcode? Um, I don't know. Like, it's, you couldn't call it, like, Romford RM1, could you? That'd be a rubbish show. No oh, one would watch that. It'd be good if it was, like, The Bill, like, SE4 or something. Yeah, yeah, there you go. So, like, The Bill, would, yeah, would just be, like, I don't know... Where is that set? Anyway, no, no Sun idea. Hill, wherever no, Sun Hill is. Yeah, no idea. Literally, no. I think it's a fictional town. I'm, yeah. just, I'm sure it's not real. Well, like Doctor Who, SW6. Yeah, <laughs> it it just doesn't make any sense. For some strange reason, this is the only show where the postcode is a, is actually a sort of cool addition to it. It is, but it, it did kind of like cement the fact that 90210 just sounds cool because the school is actually 90212. 
Oh, yeah, a little bit of research there. Um, but like nine, <laughs> 90210 does sound cool. It does. Um, so it's about a high school and uh, the ups and downs uh, in, of a high school. And this does the classic thing that every pilot show should have. It introduces introduce us to new characters in a new environment, slaps this brother and sister on their first day of a new school. Classic, classic pilot episode. Ding, 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 ding. Tick, tick, tick. Yep. And uh, we are introduced to these, these, these guys. Um, they are played by this brother and sister, fraternal brothers and sisters, and they're played by Shannon Doherty um, of Charmed fame and I think oh, drug right. abuse fame, and uh, Jason Priestley, who teenage heartthrob alert um, stickers all over the place. Stick him on your pencil case. Yeah, yeah. Did you have him on your pencil case? No, I didn't. <laughs> no, no, I had um, um, uh, Kelly Lebowski Kelly, uh, from oh Kelly Kapowski Kapowski from Saved by the Bell who comes into this later on in the later seasons what? yeah she's in the later seasons of, of uh, Beverly's 9210 get out of here because Shannon Doherty leaves and like oh we need, we need a hot brunette quick 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 who's the nearest hot brunette oh Kelly Kapowski bring her in boom, boom. <laughs> <laughs> okay so Brandon and Brenda are the brother and sister yeah. combo played by Jason and Shannon yeah and their names annoy me because they're so similar yeah. and also they have nicknames to each other like Bren and Bran, Bren, like you just get mixed up. Yeah. Um, they don't look like brothers and sisters, even though they're meant to be fraternal twins. Um, I think they've got different coloured eyes, haven't they? Well, uh, to be honest with you, I, it was one of the things I questioned quite early on because it's not, it isn't made exclusively, you know, clear yeah. that they are siblings at first. That's, yeah, I agree. <laughs> until you see their mum, I guess. Well, yeah, because... I can't. I can't remember. So they both wake up in the same house. Obviously, they've got their own bedrooms, right? So, so, yeah. it, so your instinct is to go brother and sister. Fine. Yeah. yeah. But then they get the car together to go to the first day. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. Um, no, she comes in and wakes him up because he's still lounging around in bed. She's stressing about what to wear on her first day in a new school in, oh, I've in got, Beverly I've Hills. I've got a whole thing about this. I'll tell right. you in seconds. And and he makes a comment like he goes, he goes, "Why are you worried about what to wear? You know, you're good looking or something like that." And it's yeah. There's just a little comment. I'm like. Maybe they're not siblings. Yeah, but the thing is, he makes comments like that all the time. Because yeah, she's like, they, they both like do. you don't have to worry, you, you, you're like hot enough. And I was like, what? Maybe in the 90s that was fine. Um, but the thing is like, so this whole first 10, 15 minutes of this episode is about her stressing about what to wear. And she's like, oh, but all the girls will be like superstars, supermodels and blah, 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 blah. She ends up wearing the most frankiest thing I've ever seen in my life. Honestly, like who picked that out? Stevie yeah. Wonder. She wore, she wore a white... Tur- like, right? Like, they're in Bever- they're in Beverly Hills. It's hot as you like. I've killed Rob again. I've killed Mr. Jelly. You're right, Rob. So she comes out. I'm thinking, oh, she's going to be dressed to impress. She's dressed to kill, like herself. She's wearing a white polo neck with a, a kind of beige jacket. She not looks a good. Like, it's not a good look. Looks like she's dressed. For- we we all remember. We all remember the nineties. <clears throat> Excuse me and. <laughs> None of the clothes made any sense. Like there was track tracksuits were a big thing. Wearing blazers was quite a big thing, cool thing to do. It made you look quite grown up, but they always had to be too big for you. Yeah. It was kind of off the back of the eighties shoulder pad thing. Mm-hmm. You know, the sort of smart sort of going out stuff. Yeah. Um, so a lot of the guys would wear the really rolled up high sleeves and things yeah. like that, and um, would wear t-shirts and polos tucked into trousers with a yeah. belt on and things like that. There was a very weird sort of style about the nineties yeah. for sure. But, but, he, she, but she's not even nailing that. Thing is, he went to her. He gave her some good advice. Like he doesn't care about fashion. But he's like, "Why don't you wear that that black t-shirt that you wore to that thing? Everyone loved you in there." And she's like, "No." 
And then he looks cool as you like. He's like wearing like a shirt and like jeans. He looks cool on his first day. And there she is, dressed like a grandmother. Like a grandmother's just like. But do you think that that helps? Do you sale? think that helps that when she gets dressed up to go out later on in the episode? Do you think that helps the sort of contrast? Yeah, the contrast is so big and different. I I guess so, but you know, she's trying to impress on her first day, and she was stressing about it. And I don't know, but all of a sudden she's in with the popular girls anyway. Since she hits school, yeah, uh, because she's a she's a pretty girl, and in American high schools in the nineties, didn't care all how clever looks. you are. Yeah, but luckily she's also clever. She's also clever, and she goes into her first class, and then you've got uh, Kelly, not Kelly Kapowski, no. blonde Kelly, uh, played by Jenny Garth, who was yeah. like, "Oh, are you um, are you clever?" Help! Can you help me with my my work? Because I'm useless at this class. Um, so she finds a friend that way because she's clever and pretty. Yep. Just the um, the perfect combination, really. Um, and obviously fictional. Um, so you've got this uh, this dynamic. <laughs> you've got this dynamic straight away, and you know that um, uh, Brenda and uh, Kelly are going to be thick as thieves. Add to that um, the kind of a little bit ditzy Donna. Yep. who was played by Tori Spelling, who is the daughter of Aaron Spelling, who created this show. Uh, so that's okay. how she got the job. And like, there's stories about how she auditioned for the part under a fake name. Absol- I'm calling BS on this. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she got this because her dad owns the company. And the company that produces is called Torand, which is named after Tori Spelling and Randy Spelling. So... She basically owns the company. That's how she got the job. But but I was I was watching for her for little mistakes, and she doesn't get much to do in this first episode. But she's decent, actually. She's yeah. actually decent. I actually quite like she's her. Earned, kind of she's, vibe. she's earned her uh, YS in, in the in the end. Yeah, and that's the kind of female uh, side of the cast. <laughs> then you've got the male side of the cast. So we've already talked about Jason Priestley yep. as um, Brandon. Uh, Brandon. Um, then you've got uh, Steve. Yeah, who is basically your classic jock um, who just wants to kind of get with the girls, just having problems. Yeah, he's just he, dumped he, Kelly. Him and Kelly used to be well, a thing. No she long. dumped him really, but she he's telling everyone that he dumped her. Yeah, um, and trying to be all macho about it. Yeah, and Steve is played by Ian Zering. Ian Zering is the lead character in the Sharknado movies. Is he really? Yeah, and do you remember I had a problem a couple of weeks ago where I said I hate when TV shows put the name Shepherd. Just as a lazy way to show that Sharknado, Sharknado. He plays Mr. Shepherd. He plays Shepherd in it. Lazy, lazy, lazy. Stop trying to make a franchise out of my name, guys. So um, you've got him. Which which other guys? Oh, you've got Brian Austin Green as the kind of uh, the geeky guy. I can't remember his name. He's like the younger freshman. Oh, the two freshmen who, the, yeah. They want to get to the party. Because when they went on the first day, um, but by the way, just a quick side note, there's mm-hmm. a valet parking at this school. I mean, how posh is this place? Very posh. Right. It's West Beverly High, mate. And then you've got the plane flyover with the tail message behind it saying there's a party at Marianne's. Marianne's house, yeah. Um, I was thinking, how expensive is this? Right, she's got loads of money. She's loaded. Yeah, a bit of a mizog, though. Uh, yeah, for sure. Um and then, so the second plane flies over and says, no freshman. Yeah. Because uh, the two boys are looking up at it going, we're going. Right. Was you thinking here, like, why didn't you save, save yourself money, add that no freshman thing on the end of the first message? Don't get another plane to fly yeah, the message. Yeah, for sure. But I think the fact that they are in Beverly Hills means that money's probably not really much of a question for these people. True. But I, was, I mean, you see the size of the house that she has the party in. That's true. That's true. And, and actually, in a way... Yes, it's more money, but the actual effect of that kind of like everyone seeing the first plane and going, yes, yeah. party Friday night, boom, yeah. everyone's getting excited and then, fresh, and then you look up and go, oh, it's another plane, I just come back round again. Yeah. 
Oh no, no freshman. Yeah. Ah. And that's the uh, second time in history that two planes have uh, disappointed people. Um, <laughs> the um, <laughs> what the um, the effect of that has is you've got these two freshmen played Brian, Brian Austin Green and I can't remember the other guy it is but basically they're two school geeks um, and they want to get into this uh, party. Well, the thing is they're fresh out of high school. No. Whatever they're you, freshmen and yeah, Brenda so, so and they're, they're fresh out of like the previous sort of. It's like when you transition from sort of primary school to secondary school. Yeah, yeah. You, yeah. So you, you know, you were the big fish in the little pot in the in the pond, and now you're the little fish again. It's it is that transition. It's, it's a like a passage, really, as a human. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. You got to go through it. Exactly. So, so they plan to somehow get into that because uh, Brian Austin Green has got a thing for Kelly, Capa- not Kelly Kapowski, for Kelly, who has been seen from a distance. Yeah. So that's that storyline. Well, then also the other storyline is there's, there's loads of kind of like strands um, in this. Yep. The other one that kind of interests me is the one between uh, Brendan um, and he, and Andrea. So Andrea is is the school uh, editor of the school magazine. Oh yeah, yeah. And he and he goes in because this show wants to show you that jocks and the good looking guys they they they're smart too. They got the smarts too. So introduce straight away that Brenda and Brendan is are they clever they're really yep. clever and they've got the looks and they're good at sports and they're good at everything so he goes in to, to meet Andrea who is probably in her 40s and meant to be in high school <laughs> and she's um, and things, I've been in the situation where I was in high school secondary school and I went to um, uh, meet the uh, person who was uh, head of the school magazine who was also a woman and I went in there and she was like just dismissing me just because she didn't know anything about me, and I was like, "I want to, I want to write for this magazine, school magazine." I think issue one had gone out, and there were little, little murmurs that it was, it was all right. So I went in on this. I was like, "I'll do this, I'll do this." I'm going to interview bands and stuff. It's kind of same thing as I'm doing now, but on a, on a small scale. Um, and then, so I had to kind of like really like prove to my prove to, to them that I I was interested. Um, and uh, yeah, so I could really empathise with him, her not giving him a chance uh, because she just assumes that he's a brain dead jock. Um, not that I'm a brain dead job. No, but. no, but I, I see what you're saying because actually they felt they felt like there was a chemistry being subtly introduced yes. in this interaction. And that storyline, if I remember correctly, goes throughout the series. All right. Um, and I it definitely really feels like, it definitely feels like there's going to be some sort of underlying sort of thing there. Yeah, it reminds me of the the British TV show Press Gang as well. Remember that show? No, I'll stick that on the list. Okay, Julia Sawala. Press Gang. Press Gang, yeah, about School Magazine. No, it doesn't... Yep, sign me up. Stick that on the list. On the list it goes. So, so we get the situation of uh, all these uh, disparate and desperate kids in Beverly Hills, 1910, trying to just kind of get along. Uh, and the best way to do that is go to the party, Marianne's party, yep. at her house. Um, everyone's having a great grand old time, jumping in the pool, having fun, drinking and stuff. And then Brendan sees this girl all by herself and, and he says to her, because he's kind of a fish out of water. He's like, I don't know anyone yeah. here. Uh, the party sucks. And she's like, oh, does it? Uh, it's kind of my house. And she, he's like, oh, I'm really, really sorry. And she's straight in there. She's like, you're sexy. And he's like, oh, well, yeah, thanks. You're sexy too. <laughs> Boom. Like, what is this? Fireworks. I'm guessing in 1990, was that how it worked? Just you Apparently literally so. introduced yourself and that was it. I mean, he was Jason Priestley. Um, but then all of a sudden, that them two are kind of like kissing and stuff. Um, and then probably the funniest bit in this episode for me is when uh, Brian Austin Green uh, hit the, the kid, the kind of like geeky freshman, 
he's there dressed to impress, which means um, he's wearing a colourful blazer with a really kind of like gross shirt and he starts talking to um steve steve yeah um and about kelly and and he's like oh that girl is amazing and steve's like well yeah i used to go out with her yeah and he fancies steve's mum because steve is the son of of a famous famous actress actress who who, played a mum in a tv show yeah yeah and he's like obsessed and remembers everything about the show and her character and things like that and steve's like she isn't the famous mum but that just pays off a little bit later on when the party's over and brian brian austin green i can't remember his, his name in the show but but he's lost his mate um, and he ends up driving the very drunk Steve home, gets him home. And he's very swanky Corvette. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and gets him home. See you later, Steve. Get, glad you got home safe. Walks By the way, away. he has no licence. He doesn't know how to drive. Steve's fine with it because Steve is drunk as you like. Um, and unfortunately, in a kind of a Ferris Bueller moment, the as Steve goes into his house, Brian Austin Green turns around and sees the sports car roll backwards and crash. Uh, and he takes one look at him and just jacks out of there, yeah. So the next day, Steve's like, who was that guy driving my car? Who drove me home? Um, and yeah, I mean, I, there's a lot I really like about it. And I like this a lot more than I thought I would. I agree. <laughs> I agree. It was. I didn't know what to expect from it. And when it started, I was thinking, oh, this is going to be like an American teen high school thing. It started thing. all the American teen yeah, thing. Well, yeah. yeah, but I, I think... That's what I slowly realised. It took me about 20 minutes or so to realise is that actually this is where it probably all started. Yeah. And it's actually done... I mean, there's, as you say, there's little bits in it you think, well, that's not quite right. You know, like the, the sort of comments between Brandon and Brenda. Um, <laughs> it's, not that they're, they're not, it's not that they're super awkward either. They're yeah. just, they, they just don't quite sit yeah. right... And you're sort of listening to... You're thinking... Mm, but also, they're meant to be 16, and they're all played by people in their like, yeah. mid-20s, late-20s, early-30s. But, it's you know, there's a lot of things in this, actually, that are quite sort of... Um, quite serious, sort of... They touch on quite some serious things. It's the whole growing up, is the going... It's the transition, isn't it, from sort of, sort of being a teenager to being an adult and such, yeah. and the kids pushing the boundaries, going out, starting to go out and things. Obviously, in America, drinking's 21. Yeah. Um, so they're nowhere near the drinking age, the going out age, things like that. But they can all drive at 16 and, and such. So it's weird to sort of see this sort of the two two worlds. So you've got the you know you've got Brenda and Brandon who've come from Minnesota. Yes, they have. Yeah, um, and they've now gone to to Beverly Hills. And they were hot stuff in Minnesota. Yeah, yeah, they were they were kind of good, but, but they're totally different people, and it's a different way of life. And then they've gone to Beverly Hills and. Part of me kind of wants to know why, like well, how and why they've all of a sudden just upped and gone to Beverly Hills. Well, this is the why thing. there's no dad figure in the in the picture? Yeah. So there's lots of little questions there that I, I'm I'm quite intrigued to find out about. So, you know, I'm already thinking I need to see episode two. Yeah. A few things that weren't quite as slick as say more recent shows have been, but then if this is the 1.0 version of high school American yeah. teen sort of TV, then this is a pretty good launching point, and I think they've. They've nailed quite a lot of it really, yeah. really well. I mean, it's very probably there was 10 seasons of this and then it span off into Melrose Place, Models, Inc., uh, the re, the remake of 90210, the remake of Melrose Place. They're all linked with similar characters spread across it. Um, it's crazy. But, like, the interesting thing for me was because, like, I've spent time in, like, Beverly Hills. It was just seeing how it was like in the 90s. Whoa! <laughs> well, it's true. Yeah, brushing over that one. You spent some time in Beverly Hills. I had. I've got a really weird story. Do you want to quickly hear the quick version of it? Go for it. 
this magazine wants me to move out to America and work for them, basically. This is, this is the real quick version. So I was like, well, I'll, I'll come out uh, if you pay for everything. And then, and the, the girl I was speaking to from the particular magazine was like, cool, okay, um, I'll meet you at the airport. We'll put you up somewhere. Cool. So um, I was like, well, it's all right. I was being cheeky. It's all right, because I knew they really wanted me, if I bring a couple of my mates. And I'm like, yeah, 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 we'll pay for them as well. Cool. So went out there, uh, went to the airport. She was nowhere to be seen. I was like, oh, this is an absolute con, isn't it, or something. And then she turns up in his Jeep, drives us. And I was like, where's this place we're staying? She's like, oh, Beverly Hills. And I'm like, oh, okay, cool. I've heard, I've heard about that. <laughs> Rings a bell. Yeah. Went to Beverly Hills, pulls up to the W Hotel, which is mega swanky, like expensive hotel. And I'm like, oh, we're staying here. And she's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we've got the penthouse. I was like, what? Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay. Walk into the lobby, uh, there's Buster Rhymes having a party in the lobby. Like, we're just like, it's, it's mental, just this scene. Um, I'm going to have to stop drinking this beer. You're, <laughs> yeah. it's, it, I'm, just, I'm sure I just heard you say that Buster Rhymes is having a party in the lobby of the hotel yeah. you were staying it in. Was, it was like an episode in 1910. Just, just, and the W in Beverly Hills, if anyone's ever been there, it's ridiculous. Their steps have has like steam rolling down it. Like, like you're in like flipping, I don't know, Narnia or something. <laughs> So like, uh, and I'm and I'm quite skeptical until I see the, see it with my own eyes. So I'm like, okay, so we've definitely got the penthouse. And she, she's like, yeah. Let me just go to the to the front desk. She's at the front desk for five minutes. I'm like, oh, like there's a problem. To my mates, and my mates are like, wow, you've really scored here. And like, there's going to be a problem. There's going to be a problem. There was no problem. Straight into the penthouse. So we get to the penthouse, and I'm like, wow, holy. Shit. And it was like the biggest like flipping. It was like a massive apartment with like multiple TVs, beds all over the place and just massive. And I was like, holy, this must be so expensive. And she's like, yeah, it was, but like, it's cool. It's like, well, I guess I better like go to the magazine's offices at some point. She's like, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and then she, and this girl, I'm not going to mention her name. She was like, oh, but it's all right if I stay here tonight. And we were like, um, oh yeah, all right. Okay, that, that's fine. Uh, but we're going to go out and get something to eat. And like, she's like, cool, I'll come with you. And we're like, oh, okay. Cool. So this girl who works for this magazine came with us, spent the whole day with us, but we were like, well, it's the least we could do. Bought her lunch and yeah, stuff. Yeah, they have flown you out to Beverly Hills. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And like drinks and stuff. She came back and she, there's multiple beds, so she, she slept there. Next day, we're like, oh, well, I think we're going to go to Vegas. And she's like, cool, I'll come with you. And we're like, oh, okay. Well, we thought, well, she's, she's cool. Kind of got to know her a little bit. She comes to us to Vegas for three days. The whole time, she was like... Hang on, hang on. <laughs> yeah. Have you still not been to the office this no, year? No, no, right, no. Okay, fine. So you go to Vegas for a few, but while we're there, she starts crying her eyes out all the time. And we're like, well, what's up? And she's like, oh, no, nothing, 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 nothing. We get back. I've spent three days in Vegas. She's an absolute ju- buzzkill the whole time. We get back to Vegas, scut, and like things are a bit weird in the room where we left our stuff. All of our stuff has been moved. The mini bar has been cleared out. And she's like, Joe, can I have a word? And I'm like, yeah. And she's like, oh, no, away from your friends. And I'm like, okay. She takes me down to this pool. The pool's bloody cool, by the way. And she's like, oh, um, just to let you know, I've been paying for this out of my own pocket. <laughs> no joke. And I'm like, um, what the F? She's like, yeah, I don't know. It just spiraled out of control. I just thought I was just trying to impress you guys. And it kind of spiraled out of control. I don't know what to do. And I'm like, um, I don't know what you're going to do, but we're going to go somewhere else. So we basically checked out that night and went somewhere else and I don't know how much she spent by the way just thousands upon thousands um, I just remember after that is when my friend was like oh this girl and said her name said uh, she can put me up somewhere and I was like no don't whatever you do don't listen to her it's made up but yeah 
It was uh, wow. some crazy times in Beverly Hills, but like holy moly! Yeah, it was great. And if the W Hotel is listening, it was great. Give you five stars, please. Uh, let me uh, stay again for free. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> yeah, it was mental, absolutely mental, mate. Next week for more of Jed's outrageous stories. I think. Ooh, um, yeah. I really enjoyed it. I, as a whole episode, I, I really enjoyed it. I, I did too. I say I enjoyed the whole episode. Yeah. I slightly enjoyed the next episode as well, because I thought that the first episode was a double. Kind so of is, started, part one and part two. So started watching part two. About yeah. 15 minutes through, I texted you and went, is this another double episode? And then you went, no, this is just the first part, Rob. Just watched yeah. it. I was like, oh. <laughs> I've watched 15 minutes of a show. Yeah. And that comment about the 6am is actually in the second part. So. Right, right. Okay, I thought I didn't so, recognise so it. So te- technically I'm cheating a little bit, but um, I enjoyed it. It was, I didn't at the start think I was going to, and I actually did. And I'm tempted to watch on. I actually am. I'm interested. Well, as I've invested 15 minutes in the next episode, I'm going to watch the next couple okay. to see how it goes from there. Yeah. But, um, at least watch it. Watch the Kelly Kapowski episodes. Well, well, yeah, I've got to. It's from like series four onwards though see you've got a long way to go uh, it's a sacrifice I'm willing to make <laughs> a sacrifice I'm willing to make yeah. 4th of October 1990 as you said 10 seasons yeah. 292 episodes of this show um, ran for the t- 10 years basically 1990 to 2000 yeah um, wow and I can't believe it's taken me this long to watch it finally but I've watched it and I, and I really enjoyed it me too so scores at the end? Scores at the end. How will it compare to your choice, Rob? Well, what have you put up against this? My choice was technically a suggestion from yep. uh, your friend... Uh, Jason from Wulong Talks. Yeah, that's it. Um, and it was Secret Bodyguard. Very secret agent. Yeah. With added... <laughs> it's, that's that's about what you're going to get from me. It's like, it's a little bit like the Beverly Hills 90210 if uh, they paid the, the, the guy to who created it 10% of the money the other guy got and said, please use the worst instruments ever. It is, <laughs> it's a bit clunky. Yeah. And a bit almost a but, parody of itself. Yeah, yeah, it's true. But I think it still suits the mood of the show. It's got this sort of... Well, certainly the title of the show. If you know nothing about what the show is, you've seen Secret Bodyguard, it appears straight away. The title will come straight up on the screen. Yeah. Uh, it's a dark night. There's a limo driving down the streets. Um, so you've got blacked out windows. You've got Secret Bodyguard. And you've yeah, got this music that sort of suggests Secret Agent-ish yeah. kind of vibe. But as you say, with this kind of 90s parody, cheap instrument and the scratching of the deck... Sort of, so it makes you feel like, okay, so there's some sort of secret spy element to this, but it's also quite silly and fun. I don't know what's going on. So this this limo pulls up um, alongside like a, a kind of a convertible with a bunch of teens in, and this kind of blonde girl rolls down the window of the, of the limo, looks longingly out at yep. these kids, and they're like, obviously she's thinking, oh, I wish I could have that life instead of my multi-multi-millions that I've got. I'm calling BS on this. Who cares? She doesn't... It, there's no point in this where I thought this is a reality. There's no... If, if she's she has this much money, she can buy anything. Her dad's mega rich. She is not longing for a life with, of normality. Of normality. She, she doesn't care about <clears throat> going to this high school where she could be with normal people. Right. She doesn't... This is... This is an absolute upside-down story. Whilst I absolutely agree with everything you've just said, yeah. I feel like you've only hit the second main point of this scene. 
Okay. The main thing I have a bugbear with on this. A bugbear. A bugbear. It's like a bugbear, but yeah. it's more serious. It's more. Than that. Yeah. Okay. Hashtag bugbear. Hashtag bugbear. Uh, <laughs> is that? Have you ever you've been? Have you ever been in a limo? I wouldn't be surprised if you said yes to this question. No, I haven't actually. Really? No. Okay. No. No. Well, have you ever been in a car with tinted windows? Yeah. What's the one thing that you can say about a tinted window? Like, say you're standing outside it. Can you see in? No. If you're inside it, can you see out? Yeah. So why did you put the window down to see out? Two reasons. Okay. One, dramatic effect. (laughs) (laughs) I knew that was going to be reason one. Yeah, go on. Two, so they could see her. Because she is obviously like a drop-dead gorgeous. So she's she's like, oh, I want that, but look at me. Yeah. But also, like, oh yeah, okay. She knows that she could potentially be part of their gang if she just if they take two seconds to look at her. I think you're giving the show a little bit more credit than it's. <laughs> but but no, but I'm just a point. I thought I, she was good. I she thought was she good. was good. She was good, and yeah. and actually, this is a really good show. Um, I feel like we should probably jump straight in at this point yeah. and um, state something that's happened with this episode and us watching it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, so. So we've been looking for this right. for a long time. It took us quite a while to find this. And Rob texted me and said, uh, can you find Secret Bodyguard? I know I know, uh, it was asked for on Twitter, but I can't find it for love nor money. And I'm like, okay, I had a bit of a look around. Uh, I found a link on YouTube. You did. And it said uh, Secret Bodyguard part one. part one and 10 minutes long. And you often find this on, on YouTube. You, f- you find a whole episode split into parts so YouTube doesn't take down the full episode. Normal. Um, so... Rob watched the Rob watched the whole thing, and obviously all the thing eleven is, parts. Well, yeah, because you know it's got like one of eleven. So I thought, well, all right, fine. It, I mean, yeah. obviously they've broken it down into really small chunks. I didn't really clock that it was ten minutes per part. Yeah. So I'm sat there exactly watched, ten minutes per part, basically. It, pretty much, yeah. I mean, yeah. the last part was thirteen minutes. Oh, so that's a hundred and. Uh, I mean, give or take, it was about two hours. Yeah. It was. Um, and I watched the whole thing. Yeah. And then I watched the first few episodes and was like, this is true. Well, the first real. few parts. Few parts, yeah. And then I Googled online um, and I found that actually the first episode's only 10 minutes long. And this was actually split across <laughs> 11 episodes of the Mickey Mouse Club. So it was originally presented, the first episode was 10 minutes long and they're meant to be watched in 10 minute chunks. They're not meant to be all watched together. So... For the first time on the pilot podcast, in 110 shows nearly now, uh, well, 108 shows, sorry, <laughs> I've actually watched the entire first season of a show yeah. without even realising. Not even the entire first season, the entire show. There, there wasn't a second season. <laughs> well, there is that to it as well, but I've watched all 11 episodes of this show. Wow, do that with Star Trek. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I might, I, we, might be, we, might, we might be off for a few weeks if yeah. that's the case. Um, so I don't really know how I'm supposed to judge this because... You have to judge it. Only on the first episode. Well, I can't remember what happened in only the first ten minutes. I can. Okay, fine. I can, because I only watched the first three. So, straight into the story, you get the, the limo scene at the lights, yeah. and the credits roll, fine. That's right. Um, and then it cuts to the two two valets, who are basically guys... Correct, yeah. Who, who would fit in quite well in Beverly Hills 90210 as the valets in, the, in Beverly West yep. Beverly High. These two valets, you have one stereotypical white American, yep. and you have a stereotypical... Uh, Chinese guy. Um, he is um, so they're like kind of like peas in the pot almost. So like they both work in the same place, both, both laughing and joking. 
One good s- mate. They are good mates. They are good mates. One of them sees a sees a like a Lamborghini go passing and goes, "Oh, I'm taking that one." It, and oh, this is after they've let, by the way, out. Um, so sorry. I'm no, it the wasn't. Names here. It was. This is before. So, so the so the, no, this is after Britney's gone in. So the white guy goes for the Lamborghini because he's like, oh, he wants this, and then and then the Ernie. and then Ernie uh, gets the limo, and this girl comes out, and it's uh, what's her name? Britney. Again? And it's Britney, and uh, Britney played is, by Heather Campbell. It's stunning, and and Heather walks into this building that they're the, the valets with of, her dad, with her dad, and he's like, "Wow!" And then he's almost in, he's in a trance, and then his mate goes, "Oh, like, wow, she's a beauty." Yeah, I, I need to make as much money so I can have her, and and Ernie's like, "Yeah," but he doesn't realise that his mate's talking about the car. Lamborghini, and he's talking about Britney. He's talking about Britney. Yeah. Um, very nineties cheesy, very typical, stereotypical, safe by the bell type humour. Yeah. Um, this kind of sets it up that Ernie is into Britney. Yep. Um, and then it kind of, uh, from that point on, don't forget this episode's only 10 minutes long, so not much else happens. No. Um, and then they go into a restaurant, and I think yeah. you get the conversation between Britney and her dad about yeah. her, you know, wanting to try normal life. She just wants to be a normal girl. She wants to be a normal kid. It's something that doesn't happen. I can't see it, but we'll go with it. Let's no. go with it, all right? So, so she wants to be a normal girl for a term, for a semester at school. Yeah. Um, so she's trying to convince her dad. Um, she goes, I'm sick of looking at those mountains. Yeah. I think, what, the Swiss Alps? Yeah, yeah exactly. It must be a hard life looking at them all the time. Yeah. And he's like, you scenes. can go to the, the best schools in the world. Why do you want to go to this crappy school? And she's like, she just wants to kind of have a normal normal life for five minutes. Um, and again, so it was it was hard for me to, to kind of empathise, though, put myself in her <clears> position. So... Like like all pilot episodes, we need a character to kind of empathise with. And for me, it wasn't Brittany, it was Ernie. Yeah. So, for this... Because he tries, he's trying real hard to make a living, he's at school, he's trying yeah. to hold down the job. And does the little mugging happen in the first part? It does, yeah. Right, so, okay, fine. So, so when so they leave... They leave the restaurant, restaurant, and they go to the car, and these couple of guys come up to Brittany and her dad. Stereotypical dance. thugs as well. Yeah, proper yeah. stereotypical. They they try and take the money, limo, fancy clothes. It's like, you yeah. know, come on, posh You're people. not going to be so rich give, in a minute. Yeah, give us your money, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, anyway, Ernie spots this from a distance and approaches... And well, actually, his mate spots it and goes... And then Ernie says to his mate, why don't you call the police? I'll, I'll, I'm just going to go, like like a superhero would do. Why don't you go over there while I do stuff over here? Uh, and I was thinking, wow, is it secret that he's a karate like genius, a martial arts champion? Yes, he is. Yeah. And he goes over and he kicks the living hell out of these thugs who yep. do not see him coming. And uh, he just does a really good job of doing it. And um, obviously this gives uh, Britney's dad an idea. Yes, yeah, this, and I can't, I, again, I don't, you have to stop me whenever you think I'm yeah, into yeah, part yeah. two here, but he obviously gets this sort of moment of, okay, yeah. well, maybe this kid could be the answer to my problems, you yeah. know, I can let Brittany have what she wants, and she yeah. can try to learn to be a bit more independent, and mm-hmm. learn to be a normal kid for a bit, Yeah, but I can also keep an eye on her. Exactly, so what happens in the next scene, and this is the very last scene of it, he uh, offers, um, he brings in Ernie into his office and is like, Ernie, well, thank you very much for what you've done. I appreciate you saving myself and my daughter. H- how about, how much, how much do you, how much do you make as a valet? And he's, uh, I know he knows, doesn't he? Because he was yeah. up. And he's like, um, I think it's like 140 quid a week. Something like, like that. he's yeah. like, yeah, but it's only part time. He's like, well, um, I'm going to offer you a job to look after my daughter, to, to kind of like 
Pick he, her up, take her to school, yeah. chaperone her, bring her home. Job exactly. Done. And he's like, oh, it's easy. And then he pushes over some paper to show the figure. And he's like, checkbook, isn't it? Yeah, this oh, Very every 90s. week. Yeah, every week. And he's like, yeah, this is, this is what you get if, you, if you're full time. Um, and the episode basically ends with him going, yeah, all right then. Um, and that's basically it for the episode. So, okay, let's stop there then. I know what happens for the rest of the season. Yeah. <laughs> but... This is obviously aimed at, because um, this is a 10-minute episode that's in the Mickey Mouse Club. Yeah, and you so will know the Mickey Mouse Club theme song from uh, my theme song, J-E-D-S-H-E-P-H-E-R-D. That's from M-I-C-K-E-Y-M-O-U-S-E. So the Mickey Mouse Club. 10 minutes. Yeah. Great length for a children's television show. Across 11 episodes. Which is great, because it's, you know, number one, it's small and and containable within something else. It can certainly sit within another show. Yeah. Um, It's not long enough to be too long for a child to sort of concentrate what's happening. Yeah. Um, It introduces you to, essentially, the two main characters, Brittany and Ernie. Yeah. I didn't care much about Brittany. No, I mean, I know this is a short episode. Not at this point. Not at this point. A little bit more happens as you go through, but... I think you're supposed to empathise more with Ernie. Which I did. Than you are, Brittany. I liked Ernie. Because as it, as it unfolds throughout the next ten parts, yeah. you understand that he's, you know, he lives with his aunt and his uncle. So okay. He doesn't live with mum and dad. Yeah. Um, he is training to be... What happened to his mum and dad? Karate, don't know. We don't find out. Batman situation. Batman. Um, Spider-Man situation as well. Yeah. Apart from his grandma and granddad. But, well, you know, whatever. Um, so... You've got that sort of sympathy, you know. He's, he's, a, he's a kid who's obviously not had the greatest of upbringings for whatever, whatever reason. He's with his yeah. aunt and uncle for, you know, whatever. I reckon um, he's his parents. He's holding a job down whilst he's doing at high school. Yeah. He's also training to try and be a karate champion. Yeah. At the karate school, well, that you he's get to see some of that by his uncle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so his uncle's quite pushy on him, you know, in yeah. the sen- in the way that uh, actually. Um, using the Spider-Man in you know the sort of way that um, Peter Parker's pushed by his granddad to, to work hard to study hard to yep. make something of himself um, so there's, there's quite a few things have been borrowed like you can sort there's, yeah. there's a few well, accidental the main thing, ties to this the main thing I think was borrowed was the fact that this is almost almost like Karate Kid the TV show yeah very, yeah, so, very much so. Obviously, the Karate Kid craze, Karate Kid 1, 2, and 3. I think lighter, three, though. Lighter than yeah. the Karate Kid. I think 3 came out roughly the same time as this. Um, and then we're like, okay, so people like Karate Kid. They want to see a uh, a Chinese kind of situation in America with karate fighting white guys. And he needs to have a love. Let's not make her Asian. Let's make her white. Um, because we want people to watch this. This is a situation <laughs> that we're in right now in, in 90s America. Um so it's supposed to be got, and now we've got a, we've got a Karate Kid TV show now called Cobra Kai, and I and I haven't seen any of it. I know the first few episodes have been out. Um, we need to put Cobra Kai on the list. On the list it goes. That's just come out. Cobra Kai, the Karate Kid TV no show. No idea how you spell it, but I'm sure I'll work it Cobra, out. Cobra K I A I, and um, so like I I love anything that's just about like kung fu or martial arts or anything. I'm obsessed with it. So I like that element to it. It's just I didn't like the whole like father and daughter kind of moaning but, about having mm, too much money yeah fine ignore that I can't but I BS. do think it's quite important that actually what they've done here again it's children's little show in within the Mickey Mouse Club is it's even in the early 90s hopefully giving children who it's aimed at um, some relate- relatability 
in that, you know, she clearly, there isn't obviously a mum figure for her around. She's with her dad, and despite being rich, doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, he lives with aunt and uncle. They're from two different worlds, and it's about teaching people to be accepting no matter where they're from, whether they come from money or not. It doesn't matter. And I think at the end of the whole s- series, you, you sort of get that definitely more uh, solidified. Yeah. Um, but as a starting point, it gives you two two sort of opposing worlds, isn't it? It's the two way, you know, it's how the other half live yeah, sort of thing. I guess and, so. and I guess the journey is sort of finding out how these two people so far apart in life and society come together at the very end yeah. uh, to being on the same level, which I think is really important. And I think it's a really good thing that they've done this and tried to do this in a way. Yeah, I mean, again, that's like the storyline <clears throat> of Karate Kid. And, um, but... I mean, I know we're only judging on the first episode, and you can you have more informed point of view. But from the first episode, did it make me want to watch the second episode? Barely, barely. Was I invested in the characters? One of the characters, which is which is more than a lot of TV shows. Yeah. Uh, would I pause for a pee? No, it's not long enough. No, I wouldn't. No, but I'm gonna then- hold it in for ten minutes. Um, but then, in being that right, that length, you don't have to. It's true. That's so true. it's done. It's done a sort of. It's done itself a, a favour in, in not I being guess. long enough to need. Has it got a good theme song? It's got barely got a theme song. It's just, yeah. just a few bass notes. But um, then, do you again? Do you want this to have such a theme, such a strong theme song, and such a strong following that actually overtakes the show that it's within? It's a little bit like The Simpsons being in the Tracy Ullman show. Yeah, and then and then actually becoming its own thing on its own, which is what this could have done. Yeah, if maybe they'd got a decent theme tune, maybe there was a bit more investment in some of the characters from the audience. Yeah. This this could have been actually this could have become its own separate show outside of that Mickey Mouse Club yeah. sort of thing. You know, the thing I mean? about this is like even though like, <clears throat> the two main people, um, Ernie and what's her name again, Brittany and Brittany, they were likable characters, but I don't think they're stars. I don't think they're stars. I, don't, I didn't think I liked Tony. Yeah. I don't think he had star quality. Like when he was on the screen, I was like, "Oh, that's a cool guy." But like, I didn't want. I was, wasn't like invested in him that much. She was a, a, a serviceable actress who did what she was told to do. Then the script lacked a little bit, so it was not really her fault. Um, I mean, this was obviously aimed at kids. Yeah. It's not the. It's not my favorite pilot we've ever watched. No, that it's way. not mine either. I would yeah. agree with that for sure. Um, I, I could, for part part of me thinks that actually this this really and having watched all eleven parts of it, <laughs> um, I actually think that they could have glued a lot of them together and done a four part. I mean, maybe twenty five part twenty five minutes each, and do four part all the way through to the to the conclusion. I think yeah. it would have worked. I actually think they've missed a trick there, um, yeah. because I think if you watch the first three parts together. You get quite enough, yeah. And you get you well. You get quite a lot more than you do certainly in just the one part alone. But you get enough in that first three parts that actually you watch those together. Yeah. I think you get more invested in Ernie for sure, and I think you get start to get a bit of an investment in Brittany. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's hard. It's hard when you get something like that character, that sort of rich, um, you know, high society sort of character, because True. it's very hard to relate to someone like that unless you come from that sort of walk of life. Yeah, and yeah, if you yeah. come from that walk of life, the chance are you without being rude you're not going to watch a show like this no because no. it's about it's not about them it's about the Ernie it's, yeah it's, 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 it's about Ernie not, yeah <laughs> well yeah but actually like Beverly Hills was 21210 that's not actually about the people of Beverly Hills that's about Brandon and Brenda mm-hmm. 
and they're it, it, they're. I mean, they're quite well off. I know they're, they're yeah, but they're, it's about their them joining their that life, their yeah. transition to that life. Yeah, it's all right. It was it was pretty good. I I because of I again I watched nearly two hours of this. Yeah. in solid straight run. Question: Do you always wear that gold chain? Yeah. Like, Mr. Jelly coming out with the bling today because I could see the sunlight shining it- off it and I'm just like whoa Mr. T's in the house <laughs> every week I'm going to wear one more yeah. so until I turn into Mr. T and I'll be like Rob have you always wore those 16 uh, gold chains yeah 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 feather from my ear yeah. get a feather earring um, you could rock by the way that, if you missed us talking about A-Team that was last week you can uh, you can catch it up uh, on the iTunes we voted A-Team Join was it join it's the first? top of the league? It's top of the league with planet Earth. It's that good. It is that good. It really is. It and people is that are thinking, good. no, it's not. Watch it. Watch it. I promise you it's that, <laughs> it's good. that good. I promise you it's that good. Uh, so we'll start with yours then. Beverly Hills 90210. Called Class of Beverly Hills, the first yep. episode, out in 1990. It scores. I really enjoyed it. Um, I'm gonna give it a 7.5. Um, so not too high, but not too low. Um, it's one of those ones where I think I will watch it again. It's, um, well, going to episode two. I liked it. I want to know what happens. I can't, I, ha- I can't remember if I've watched this series before. Um, I, c- I couldn't ever remember the first episode. I enjoyed it. The characters were good. Awesome. I was going to give it a seven. Yeah. But I gave it an extra half a mark. Yeah. Because Marianne. Yeah. Goes on to play. Right. One of the love interests of Tony Soprano. No. She is the car dealer that Tony Soprano ends up with in like season four. Oh my God. So it gets to 7.5 from me. Wow. So oh. that's 15. I forgot to mention that the school from Beverly Hills 9210 is the school from Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Is it really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So uh, 15. That's a pretty good score. That is a good score. Beverly yeah. Hills 90210 15. 15, that's the kind of weirdo. Uh, it's a weirdo. <laughs> it is the weirdo range. Um, and the secret bodyguard. <sighs> Um, I'll be fair to it. Okay. I'm going to give it a six. I'm going to give it a 5.5. I'm not going to watch any more of it. Um, I think it's, it's of its time. Yep. It wasn't enough to make me keep watching. The characters are a little bit basic, um, very one-dimensional. Um, but thank you to Jason for recommending it. Yeah. Please I, keep recommending stuff, guys. Um, it was good to watch. It was good to go and compare yeah. it to something else. Takes um, off my list. Uh, we actually thought of, of the show that we should have really compared 90210 against. We should have done Grange Hill. We should have done Grange Hill. But <laughs> off the back of that, we yeah. also thought of Biker Grove. Oh, yeah. So we put them both on the list yeah. for future reference. Yeah. So we'll do those at some point. What are you going to choose for next week, Rob? Well, I Can have... Maybe we something... Well, to be honest with you, I want to watch something that's less long because I've. <laughs> yeah. I think for the last like four weeks we've watched shows that Speaks are over an it. hour. Um, yeah. And actually, this week that we record this episode, yeah, um, there is a special 25th anniversary of a show back on the television. Um, Sex in the City. No, it's not Sex in the City. We, Thank um, Christ. <laughs> I hope we never do that. I hope we never do that. I'm saving that for your birthday, mate. Okay. <laughs> no, um, back on ITV this week for one week only, hosted by Jeremy Clarkson, is Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? 25 years Whoa. old. Twi- hosted by Jeremy Clarkson. Let, yeah, but let me say I'm that again. I'm going nowhere near that show. Let me say it again. Yeah. 25... I'm sure it might be 20. Maybe it's 20. 25 years? It can't be 25 years. Maybe it's 20 years old. It could be 10 then. years, right? No, no, no. It's 20. I'm sure it's the 20th anniversary. Was it, around in the, it wasn't around in the 90s. Hang on a minute. Who wants to be a millionaire? Mr. Jelly's gone crazy. Jelly has broken his jelly mold once again. It can't be 25 years. 1990. Right? Nine. 
1999. Yeah. So that's... So it's almost twenty. Hang on, like, what the hell's going on here? What are they what? doing then? It's like fifteen years, mate. No, was it? It's oh, that's twenty years. It's twenty within. Tw- what is going on? I don't know. My brain's got. But they're, they're celebrating on ITV right now as yeah. being the twenty fifth anniversary or twentieth. It must be the twentieth then. Oh, okay. Either way, the point is, yep. it's back okay. for one week only. <laughs> right. And I actually think it's it's probably one of the first sort of quizzy game show things that really got quite serious money on it yeah and and it sort of sparked a, another sort of generation of game shows yeah. that were quizzical game shows mm-hmm. and it was kind of like rather than sort of competing against other people it was just about you and your brain and your abilities so I'd like to go back and watch the original Chris Tarrant version yeah. um, from whenever it was wow um, so have you got a game show or something you can put against it or um, I'm a massive fan of game shows past and present but my favourite game show, I reckon, is one that I'm quite close to because I've been and done it myself. It's the Crystal Maze. So Shut the front door. Yep, yep. The new one or the old one? Did you do the old? Um, we can talk about it on the show. Oh, you tease. <laughs> but the original, the original, original Crystal O'Brien. Maze. Yeah, let's do that. First episode. When they first introduced okay, it. Okay, original first episode of Who yeah. Wants to Be a Millionaire and the original first episode of Crystal Maze with Richard Somewhere O'Brien. in the 90s, I've no idea. Probably like 94, I 95, reckon, I reckon Crystal Maze might be really early 90s. But anyway, let's go and find them. Let's go and find them, watch them, yeah. uh, and come back and compare them, see how that... Because especially if they've both come back yeah. in re, sort of reinvented versions, that'd be kind of yeah. cool to watch. Um, and they've both got... Really catchy theme tunes. Oh I can yeah, tell catchy right are, right catchphrases right now. Start the fans, please. please. <laughs> um, and Richard Aoudi is in the new reboot of Crystal Maze, which yeah. is just excellent, mm-hmm. uh, super. So, any suggestions from anyone listening? Uh, how do they get in touch with us? They get in touch with us on Twitter. Don't forget to use the hashtag. Put hash- it on the list. Put it on the list. Uh, you can reach me on Twitter at Jed Shepherd, which is J E D S H E P H E R D. And you can find Rob at the Jellyman. That's T H E Jellyman. <laughs> Both available as ringtones if you're that obsessed and weird. Um, yeah, so let us know shows that you're watching, that you're loving, anything brand new, because we, we've done quite a few weeks now of, of old nostalgic stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, if yeah. there's something brand new you're watching, you're streaming on Amazon, on Netflix, on mm-hmm. anywhere else, uh, just let us know what you're watching and, and we'll stick it on the list. And we give priority to your suggestions over the ones we think of. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we'll get to our ones when we can. Yeah. So, Like Jason only uh, asked us to do uh, Secret Bodyguard about two weeks ago. Yep, done. Yeah. Grey's Anatomy was from a friend of mine yep. on the list Boom. done yeah yeah so keep suggesting and we'll do it try if you make it interesting give us an interesting one yeah. so we can find an, uh, kind of something to put say, against it I mean we've done American Teenage stuff from yeah. high school we've done Planet Earth we've done The A-Team we've done um, old Twilight Zone which was 1959 yeah. we've done brand new stuff from Ooh, 2017 we Planet Earth versus Planet of the Apes that would have been a good one well no we had to do Blue Planet against Planet Earth I let's guess be so. yeah 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 yeah. But we'll look, we've got to try and do them all eventually. Yeah. So um, yeah. make the suggestions and we'll, we'll get to it. And I guess that's it for us this week. Yeah, that's true. Um, so that leaves me to say, see you later, alligator. In a while, crocodile. And make it snappy. Snap, 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 snap. Snap, snap, snap. How much have you had to drink? Snap, snap. 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 <laughs> Snarf. Snap, snap.
<laughs> He's doing the movements of his hand as well. Zap. <laughs> Jesus Christ. You turned, you turned into Mork from Mork. Nano, nano. <laughs> Snap. 